Welcome to Black Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Mark. If you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, YouTube, or SoundCloud channels, all entitled Black Empowerment Radio. Today we're going to be interviewing one of my friends all the way from North Carolina, so please stay tuned to listen to this interview. Thank you. I'm from Philadelphia, but I'm residing in North Carolina, the capital, Raleigh area. You know, that's where I'm at right now. I'm glad to be able to speak with y'all today. Share maybe some of my opinion on it. What's going definitely. on? Definitely, definitely. So just just talk about some of the things that's going on down there regarding black people and, and our condition down there. Hmm. Well, I'm from probably from like the roughest area in Raleigh. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh Bragg Street and um probably like in February sixteenth, we actually had a police shooting out here where they killed they killed this black man. His name was um Akiel Dinkins. Mm-hmm. Uh we know him black man from the area and they killed this boy for pretty much nothing. Besides he had a warrant. Uh, non-violent drug, uh, non-violent drug charge, you know, and um, they came and uh, they was trying to um, arrest the guy, and the guy took off running. The uh, white police officer, which his name is DC Twitty, chased the boy, got mad because he slipped and fell. Boy hopped mm-hmm. over the fist, pretty much dusted his ass on some Usain Bolt type thing, and dude pulled out his gun and shot the boy five times, two times in the head, five times like in the chest. So wow. we got holes in the story because they don't know how this boy was running, but he got shot in the chest. And, you know, they just swept it under the rug. You know, he on administrative leave right now. He, um, you know, that mm. swept it under the rug. Wow. So, this is after the killing is about the boy in Durham, which is like the next city over. This boy was handcuffed in the back of a police car, but they say he shot himself. So, you know, it's the same thing happens down here. I know it's probably a little bit more prevalent up there uh, for the, you know, far as the population ratio go. You know, probably a little bit more prevalent in the big cities. But, yeah, oh, yeah, it definitely happened down here. It hit home down here this year in mm-hmm. February. Yeah, it killed the boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you, you were saying how things is a little more slower down there um, as far as just the, the pace of life. So Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit more slower down here. These people are still kind of under... Um, a little bit more of the Bible hypnosis, you know, we right. under the Bible belt and these people, you know, they uh don't really have a conception of consciousness from a uh African or mm-hmm. pan African black mm-hmm. power theology perspective. They don't really look at things like that. You do bump into a few. They have Doctor Um Kaban uh Doctor Kamal Kaban, he's down here and I he has um classes every Tuesday. But besides that, um Really ain't too much consciousness down here. It's still people still walking around in the zombie 
type of day state, you know. Yeah, like, we, like we were talking about a little earlier, um, we was, you know, I basically was telling you that consciousness today is, it can mean anything. You have people who go to church and say they are conscious. You know what I mean? What does conscious mean? What conscious means to you may not mean the same thing as, as somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I just wanted to basically touch on that to give people that, that awareness that consciousness may not – if somebody say they, they're conscious, you still got to kind of – fill them out a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it doesn't mean the same thing for for everybody, you know? You got conscious gay people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's be real, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the definition of consciousness is kind of a loose term. Uh, well, it varies, and it turns being kind of used a little loosely, in my mm-hmm. opinion, but consciousness, to me, is probably universal awareness, uh, to know who you are, your state in existence, and your, uh, the question that man has been asking themselves since they've been here, who am I, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing here, what's my mission? Right. And, and when you step into consciousness is uh, when you start to begin answering them questions or the quest to answering them questions. It's mm-hmm. like the road to consciousness. And being conscious is when you realize who you are, what you are, what's your mission here, and, and, th- and, and things like that. A lot of people running around saying they self conscious because uh, they know about politics or they know about religion, but yeah. conscious is kind of a internal. Uh, it's inter- It's like an internal thing. Mm-hmm. Awakening to me. Absolutely, absolutely, and I believe a, a a big part of being conscious is taking action behind that awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it serves nobody any any real uh, purpose to know the information, and don't act on the information. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, like I was saying before, you know, if you how, how can you be a conscious Christian? I don't, I don't understand that. That's, that's, a, that's a complex thing. Yeah, that's actually kind of like a, a contradiction or maybe a misnomer because, you know, when you first come out of... Uh, Come out when you first wake up and come into consciousness. The first thing you're supposed to leave alone is like all institutionalized religions. That's like gotta let them go. But you know, people attached to them so harshly because a tradition and uh, social engineering and things of the like. But you know, we gotta break the bond that we have with these religions, definitely, because that's like the main mechanics that's pretty much gearing us towards oppression. Let me ask you a question. No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to, I was just curious. What was your mood like down there after the whole Dylan Roof situation? I know that had been in um I'm South Carolina, but the Dylan Roof. The Dylan Roof? Yeah, the guy the white guy who shot up the, the church oh, down there. Man. Who shot up the church? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was in South Carolina. Well, yeah. North Carolina, people weren't really receptive to it. It don't seem like they was really receptive to it. You ain't hear too many people talking about it. It's not like it was the, uh, a hot topic, really. I mean, besides it being on the news, mm-hmm. I mean, you had people say, um, you know, regular things like, oh, what was wrong? Or, but, you know, it wasn't anybody, like, trying to figure out how to organize or, you know, combat this type of behavior or anything like that. It was just more like 
just something to talk about <laughs> at the dinner table. Mm. No, uh, people down here just mm, nah. Look backwards down here. There ain't no organization or any like black power movement down here like it is and probably is in Philadelphia and, and Harlem and, and right. up north. Down here it's just it's really dead. Oh, man. You had a little bit of that Stockholm syndrome down here. When you start talking about the oppressors, people identify and um, take sides with the oppressor over you. So it's, it's kind of like that down here. And even though it's where African-American roots come from the South, mm-hmm. I think the oppression down here was a little bit harsher. So the people down here are a little bit more asleep because the oppression down here was harsher. Yeah, without a doubt. I couldn't agree more. Up north is when we ran when we were free after we were supposedly free. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's the state of black business down there? Um, black businesses. It's not really that prevalent down here. You have more uh, Hispanic-owned businesses. Uh, you have your few here and there. You know, you have your. Uh, but as far as black businesses. You don't have too much African-American business. You might have African businesses, like people from Africa or people right. from, like, Jamaica. You know, they got their restaurants and all that. Mm-hmm. People don't really support black businesses down here. They're more, you know, they'd rather just spend their money elsewhere. But black uh, businesses, I wouldn't even say it's dead down here because it was never really alive. <laughs> but uh, when you go deeper to uh, Raleigh and Durham's history, you realize that Durham had a black Wall Street back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. Pettigrew Street, and uh, Raleigh had a lot of black uh, entertainment business down here in uh, downtown Raleigh, like Lane Street and Jones Street and Moore Square. But when we talk about mining uh, black business, like within the last 50 years, nah, we don't really have too much of that down here. Okay. Yeah, I was having a conversation the other day um, where I was just discussing how other groups of people, in particular the, the Spanish, how they even bind together to get their agendas uh, pushed through in a political sense. And and even at the grassroots level, they stand together to open up the, the little Puerto Rican mom-and-pop stores. Um, mm-hmm. And they're deep-rooted within our community, too. And, and a lot of people... You know, uh, say, oh, well, the Spanish people, they oppress like we oppress. Um, I'm not trying to hear that personally. You know, um, those businesses that's in our community are, um, I, I, I strongly feel that those are businesses that we should have. You know, we mm-hmm. should be controlling those. Uh, on in, in every ghetto and in, in every black community, the poppy store, there's a Chinese store. The difference is they'll be our, uh, they'll pretend like they're our allies until the shit hit the fan. Then they kind of, they pull away from us. Then they become honorary white people and, and, and mm. themselves. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, I've been noticing this more and more. Um, they, they put their economic, uh, you know, they, they're little super pack money packs together, and they go out and they grease some politician hands to get their their little agendas pushed, which I'm not mad at because that's the way it should be. But at the same time, you know, they, they're building themselves up off the off the uh, the 
backs of us. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I truly feel that we should take that back. That's, that's economic wealth that um, is entitled to black people. It's, it, mm. it's kind of disturbing me that we're not really, not really ambitious. Like, we don't really have that ambition that we really want to take the shit back. You know, we kind of pick and choose what we want to go after. And it, it all, to me, it all starts with that economic base. Um, if we don't control the shit that's in our community, just a little small shit. You know, I'm talking about mom and pop stores and and, uh-huh. and, and, and chicken, chicken spots and just the shit that we, like, egregiously indulge in. Positive or negative, it doesn't matter. The shit that we indulge in, the things that we spend our um, money on, we need to control. It needs to be bought and sold by people hmm. in our community. Well, that leads us towards a scary realization because now black empowerment and black economic development is probably on the top of the list of things we need to do that will alleviate us us, us out of oppression. But we got to realize that we actually attempted and were successful at that before with Tulsa, Oklahoma, with Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you remember Move up in Philadelphia when they were doing their uh, they thing. Anytime we attempt to uh, create businesses or uh, uh, economic self-sufficient, self-sufficiency, what they would do is they would just destroy it. They would come through and kill time. you. And barbecue right. your kids. It will come through and just pretty much just wipe that out. So we, yeah, we do need to make black businesses, but we uh, got to figure out a way on either how to separate from these people or just uh, at least economically. So, well, it's, that's that's a tough one because we don't know how they we how they would react. Well, we know how they would react if we um was to start our own powerhouse again. They would burn it down. They would instantly burn it down. That's why black people, we kind of in a state we are in because we constantly are bombarded with attacks. Yeah. I mean, look what they did to uh, Gladys Knight. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, with yeah, the singer? Yeah, the singer. Um, Midnight Train? Wh- huh? Yeah, no, I'm Midnight. saying what happened with her business. I know you know who she is. Oh. <laughs> uh. But um, they basically busting her spot like, you know, she had some kilos or something in there. Um, she had a chicken and waffle spot in Atlanta. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They yeah, they basically said that she was, um, they bust in there for tax evasion, I believe. Oh, um, man. So they, yeah. they digging all in her, mm-hmm. her finances and shit. Saying she Which, basically was, um, wasn't turning in payroll tax and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Yep. They definitely find a way to to, to sabotage our movement. Um, But at the same time, that shouldn't stop us. That shouldn't deter us from from, uh, constantly trying to build that, man, trying to achieve that. You've seen what happened with Killer Mike, and, you know, he had the the Black Bank Challenge, put $100 on the bank. He moved like 800000 in five days. Wow. Shit like that we need to to partake in. We can't stop. They can't necessarily tell us what to do with our money, for real, for real. You know what I mean? So we'll never really see unless we get on the same page and 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 push for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
I don't, I don't, a lot of things you're going to have to do, especially with the money. I think we uh, meet, might need to go all the way back and f- figure out what is this What is this money and what is it based off? Is it fiat currency or, or does it hold any value? Uh, is it, is, is it um, susceptible to inflation? Because the money, the whole money system is rigged, rigged in a way that, that, that almost keeps you in debt. It's like almost oh, impossible to get out of it. It's perpetual. It's like so the money system is rigged in a way that um, – and you can you can look up House Joint Resolution 192. They talk about how money isn't even backed by gold anymore. And so the money doesn't really have any value. So we got to figure out our situation with the money and, and how to um, get around that. But it's just going to be hard to try to make a black powerhouse again when we got people opposed to that. So I mean, to me, it was I would I would try to. Um, I think we need to just. You guys are like some of the revolutions we had in the past, especially like with the Haitians and all that. So mm-hmm. I don't think we have to come up with a way on how to figure out how to coexist with these people. We might need to figure out a way on how to get rid of these people. <laughs> some real hey. because I don't know if we can be comfortable with having uh, business, black businesses with the threat of having these people around taking taking away from us one time, uh, one uh, sometime or another. We don't, we don't know if we even see enough to be having black businesses with these people mm-hmm. constantly around thinking of ways on how to destroy it. Mm. So we can make black businesses, but how are we going to protect it would, would be the question I would pose. That's a good, that's how a we good point. Protect? That's a good I point. Mean, how are we going to preserve it? That's an excellent so point. Yeah. I guess that would be a part of the agenda, too. Yeah. I mean, you can have nice, shiniest bins on a block, but, hey, what happens when the boys run up on you? <laughs> what happens when the boys run up on your jacket and take it? <laughs> so, yeah. so you got to be able to protect it. And um, we going—I I don't know about the whole military standpoint, like trying to take these people out military or try to um, preserve our wealth and preserve our nation militarily. Even though that—that's part of this, because we know about the problems like we were talking about earlier. What I'm yeah. trying to do now is trying to figure out solutions, because. Right. Um, yeah, figure out solutions, man, because these people are definitely working on trying to put us back in a slavery type of state like it was, not so much on how it was back in the day, but profitable like it was back in the day. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we can look at, we can look at the, person, the prison system and see that. Oh, man. Definitely, yeah. Prison system mm-hmm. institutionalized slavery. Wow. Mm. Well, um, I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on before we go? Uh, as far as black people getting together, mm-hmm. like black people getting together in unison would be nice. Um, I think we need this. Get back, uh, get back to studying a little bit more on trying to figure out the nation, that the nature of our condition. Because mm-hmm. we have a, I don't know if we really seeing the whole picture of what's like really going on with uh, what's happening to us. I know we have hints and clues and we we see a little clearly, but they're hitting us with attacks that we don't even know how to. Um, we don't know how to play their game, so we don't even need to be indulging in their games. We need to um, play our game. And um, 
like you some law revolutions in the past because the ancestors left us examples on what to do while under oppression. We had the Jamaican Revolution at Wharton Bay, then we had the Haitian Revolution of 1804, and pretty much with them two, it was non-compliance and it was it was military action, it was spirituality, it was definitely economics, and we got to figure out how to merge all them things into like one coherent system where we can preserve our livelihood and rid ourselves of these parasite oppressors because the, um, the powers that be are not going to take the chains off of us. Anything, they're going to tighten it on our necks a little bit more. So we got to, um, and it, it, it doesn't really take a whole nation of people really to do it because even when you look back in the Egyptian times, it was the same thing. You had 10% of the hierarchy ruler over the 90% of the people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we don't really, really just looking for a small opposition. We don't really need the whole nation to conquer our problems. Not in my beliefs, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Um, black people as a whole, I don't believe 100% or even all these black people going to wake up. I don't even know if it's designed to even happen like that. I you know, know what? Seek- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was, what was you going to say? I was just going to interject that, you know, that's that's one of the things that I was touching on um, in episode three um, that's, that's going to be airing tomorrow, that uh-huh. uh, we, we shouldn't want to get everybody. Realistically, everybody is not going to be uh, conducive to the cause. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you're going to have your coons. You're going to have people that, that uh, don't want to leave this mental plantation that they on. Uh, in some cases, physical plantation that they're on. Um, they don't, they, they don't want to, you know, when slavery was over with, let's just put it to you like this, when slavery was over with, some mm-hmm. people wanted to stay on a slave, uh, on, on a plantation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some people yeah. say, hey, shit, this is, uh, I got a bed here, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, uh, master feed me, master clothes me. Um, they didn't want to leave, you know what I mean? And then you had other people, other people that just got their shit together and, and moved on, you know what I mean, as they should have. So everybody is not going to be conducive to the movement. I say fuck those people, black or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you might as well not be black if if um, if, if, if you're going to be detrimental to, to progress within the movement. So mm-hmm. just get with those people who, who are with it, who, who know what's going on. Um, the ones you can enlighten, Enlighten them. If they resistant to the information, then you got to move on. We don't have time to to get caught up, um, bickering and backlining um, over over nonsense. And, and that's one of the reasons why uh, religion is, is so uh, is, is so detrimental to us too, because we get caught up in, uh, uh, you know, I'm an Israelite, I'm a, a Muslim, I'm a Christian, I'm just saying the third like the end of the day, they shoot your ass down because you're black. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got to get up off that shit for sure. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and another thing I want to tell my black people is stop, don't be scared of the opposition and these, because uh, all that's illusion about all these things they supposedly have and all this, like, all this technology and all these weaponry they're supposed to have because in 1804, the Haitians took out the strongest army in the world, which was Napoleon 
And he, I mean, his army was just like no joke in that time. I mean, they were, the mm-hmm. French army at that time was like stronger than the American army. So, and that didn't deter the Haitians from uh, cutting their heads off and like painting the, painting the streets with their blood. It didn't stop the Haitians from doing that. They beat three armies. They beat the um, they beat the British. They beat the Spanish, and they mopped the floor with Napoleon's army. So, I'm not really concerned about all the flashy devices or all the mayhem they can cause and all that, because that's all, a lot of that stuff is just an illusion, and um, there's no way they can. There's really no way they can topple us. I mean, because we really still ruin the world in a sleep state. I mean, because as far as us being sleep, it's just a cycle anyway. Because we really, do, we really, it's really based off the time. Astrologically, Pisces is just a time of sleep. It's a winter sign, and you know, our brain being worked off for the sun. The sun doesn't really work that well in winter time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. We don't need to. We don't need to concern ourselves with what they doing. We need to start concerning ourselves with on how we going to start reacting. Because we don't. We don't. I'm not really worried about what they got going on because they, they really don't hold no weight on a universal scale. They they hold no weight. They they really um, technically on the universal, universally speaking, they really don't even exist. Let me tell you something, really man. Uh, you got all these these fight guys out here who talk this this rowdy raw shit. Uh, they they train, they shooting targets of black people. Uh, they doing all this shit. But you look at the black guys who killed those cops. You know, you got one black guy who took out all them goddamn cops, had them in a sheer state of panic. They were trained to deal with situations like that. One guy was lighting their mm-hmm. ass up. Lighting their ass. They talk that shit, but, you know, they only talking it because they're usually in a position to just beat the shit out of you or shoot the shit out of you, and they know, uh, you know, they, they I mean, like the, the, the trickery, because when we can go back on history, can we really find any instances where they really mopped us on any battlefield? Because I, I can't find it. I mean, cause they ain't never really conquered us on any battlefield. We always mopped the floor with them. Any time it was a physical confrontation where we had to, March in and go to war, man. We beat the hell out of them all the time, man. What mm-hmm. these people would do is make peace treaties with shit and then go against the peace treaty because they, yep. they use, like, trickery and, like, manipulation of all They don't use any, like, muscle power because they really can't topple us like that. And that's a big misconception, too, um, about the slave trade. Like, like we just kind of just went along with slavery. Uh, we just got the shit beat out of us. and <laughs> We just moseyed along on a boat. Like, we was fighting back. You know what I mean? We was killing them motherfuckers too. All the time. Us. They was yeah. killing us and we was killing them. That's why you know? mad save rebellions. That's why Jim Crow had to come over here and school these niggas, school these crackers on what to do because we had mega slave rebellions. Like, dog, we, we won't play with them fools, man. I mean, on the way over here on the ships, we jumping off the ships, we throwing them off the ships. Mm-hmm. They don't want they want to hide that part of history because they don't want us to uh, reenact that revolution and stuff. So, That's I mean... Cool. They scared of us waking up more so uh, us being scared of them. They really terrified of us. They, they really mm-hmm. terrified. Think about the small population of people on the planet, and then you got the majority of the planet of people that look like us. If we were mm-hmm. able to wake up, one, uh, just a fragment of us wake up one day, we'll mop the floor with them. So, I mean, they're really fighting to survive, and people want to know, like, why are they so harsh and all that. I mean, because they're really facing genetic annihilation. If they, if they don't do what they're doing, they'd have been wiped out centuries ago. So they really yeah. have to fight oppress the world in order to stay alive. It's natural to them. That's why they don't really see 
think they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dr. Uh, Fran Cress Wilson was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll share to the Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Pete. Yep, and she was covering that. This is in their very nature. This is this is their very nature. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. They have because if they don't, it's over for them. Oh man! Yep. Fighting That's the, what's up, man. Fighting the damn sun. They fighting. I mean, the sun gonna wipe them out eventually. But they just, <laughs> we trying to get that. We trying to uh, go ahead and hurry that up. So I'm go ahead and go. <laughs> Definitely. They know what's coming, man. Yeah, they do. They know. Slowly but surely, we getting there. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, this gonna conclude our. Uh, a little chopping it up session. Once again, mm-hmm. introduce yourself, man. Let the people know who they're listening to. My name is Atme Ali Shajad. And you can see me on Facebook, King Suli Shabazz. You know, I deal, I deal in the realms of metaphysics and the call science. I'm an initiate of the Yoruba faith. I'm a son of Papa Legba. Um, yeah, I'm down here in Valley, North Carolina. I'll be all over the place, though. Uh, um, I just came back from New Orleans studying. Uh, and, um, yeah. Once again, this has been an episode of uh, Black Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Mark. Until next time.